Have you ever wondered why women feel the need to ask for permission unnecessarily in the workplace? Why does it seem like we hesitate before making independent decisions? And most importantly, why would you want to give up your power? In this episode, we'll explore these questions and more as we uncover the reasons behind this behavior. But our focus does not stop there. Our ultimate goal is to help you deliver confident decisions that truly reflect your capabilities and expertise. Welcome to the Girls of Grit podcast, hosted by Annalisa Rhodes and Cynthia Facera, two professional women bringing you over 40 years combined experience as top performers, top earners, and leaders in the male-dominated medical device industry. Grounded in grit, our mission is to be ambassadors for professional women in the medical device sales industry, helping them tap into their potential, magnify their mindset, and escalate their careers by providing real-world, everyday scenarios, struggles, and solutions. Welcome to the Girls of Grit podcast. It's time to dig in. Good morning, Cindy. Good morning, listeners. Thank you for joining us today. Hello, Lisa. Hello, everybody. Yes, welcome to today's episode that we titled The Permission Paradox. It's where we are digging into the intriguing topic we find intriguing as to why women tend to ask for permission more than men in the workplace. And throughout this episode, we're just going to take some time to explore the reasons behind this phenomenon and then discuss strategies to overcome it and provide steps for some positive change. Yes, there's a lot of reasons behind why women tend to maybe not be so confident in either their problem solutions or their opinions on things. Um, and we, we're going to look into the reasons why this happens and then also reasons of how to overcome that and be more strong in your opinions and in your problem solutions and believing in yourself. Um, because I think a lot of us tend to question when we are asked to give an opinion on something. And then it's almost like a stutter step. At least I can say that I've done that in the past where it's like, uh, well, and then you're searching and you're thinking to yourself, is my opinion straight on? Is it straightforward? Is it going to make sense? And are they going to approve of what I'm giving them as my opinion? And as silly as that is, I think we look for approval because that means acceptance. Mm-hmm. I, I think you're exactly right. And, you know, I think asking permission and, and I want to, I want to clarify this just a little bit because it's more about like constant approval or unnecessary, unnecessary permission where, you know, we don't want this to hinder women from taking responsibility in their own career paths. You know, if they ask permission when it's not necessary, then what you're doing is asking somebody else to then have the power to decide for you. And and I think it's this subtle realization that we're actually giving away a form of our power. And, And that's not good because when it's our career paths, we need to hold on to it. Men don't do this. So for for women to ask permission to do something where they should just do it, it can be perceived as a weakness. It can affect the confidence and and that career growth that we're searching for. So I'm hoping this discussion um, will help us work 
towards breaking free from this pattern and then make some more confident decision-making skills for, for career women. So I want to give an example of what we mean by asking permission in the workplace. And I um, agree with you, Cindy, but before you give that example, I wanted to clarify one thing for our listeners is we're not talking about when you're going to a mentor or someone that you, you know, you may go to from time to time to get their opinions, to get their thoughts. That could be your husband or, you know, your significant other. That could be, you know, someone that you trust and that you rely upon at work. We're talking about almost the daily or the weekly type of asking for permission on things when really we just need to say yes or no and have the confidence in those decisions and in those opinions when we're asked. Um, because I, I will say, and I'm sure you've done this too, Cindy, where I, I will call, I'll call you and say, hey, you know, I'm facing this situation. Here's what I'm thinking, but I know you may have faced this very similar situation. What do you think? That is true. And, you know, um, I'm really glad you brought up that point. And I really do want to clarify, because there's many times where um, in this job, when you have a mentor and you have those you closely trust, no question is a dumb question. When when you're asking permission to do something, there's absolutely times that you need to do that. But today's discussion is just different. Um, If you listen to our previous episode, we talked about using the word sorry when it's not starting a sentence and it's not needed. So this is kind of along those same lines where we're asking permission to do something either when you've already done it or you're about to do it when it's unnecessary. So I'm going to make a quick example. If a woman that's in the same job as a man had to like do an outline for a meeting and in the hallway, the woman who's got this perfect outline already may approach the boss hello, boss, whatever his name is, um, want me to send you a copy of my outline for the meeting. So she's asking permission to send something that they're going to discuss anyway. And if a man walked down the hallway, he may say, hey, dude, or yo, bro, sent you my outline. I mean, sometimes (laughs) when when we put ourselves in that position, it, it just questions Why do you want me to send you a copy? Why are you asking to do something? And I think for women, sometimes we just put ourselves in the passenger seat. We should just be in the driver's seat and need to be more confident. Yeah, that is, that's a great example. Uh, I'm sure I've done that. And it's like, you're going to present anyhow. Why are you asking permission to send it to him? He's probably expecting you to send him the outline. So it just shows that you're not confident that you're in, in your abilities, not just in your outline, but in your total person, right? What are you standing for? I don't think men really think about that as much as women do. And, and I'm not sure if that's, you know, we're going to go through some of the reasons why we do this, but, you know, also it could just be tied to the fact that we as women are usually more emotionally driven by things. So we're probably thinking about, well, if I say it this way, or if I say it that way, then he's going to take it this way and just do it. You know, I don't think successful people on a whole, just stop and overanalyze. They just do it. If there's something that they need to, to get done, they just do it. They don't, ex- they don't ask for that permission of, of, hey, can I send you this or that report? No, they just put it out there and they let them know they're sending it. So again, it's, you know, it's what are these, why are these reasons um, of holding us back from just doing something and having the faith in ourselves? And, you know, one of the things that as Cindy and I were looking through this and and doing a little bit of research, one of the big things is societal norms. 
And, you know, I never really thought about this, Cindy, but it absolutely makes sense. So if you think back to, you know, basically the early 1900s, women weren't allowed to vote. We didn't get a vote, right? Only men could vote. And it wasn't until I think the 1920s when women were allowed to vote. So right there, you've got an old historical norm of women not being recognized as an equal. And I truly still think that there there is a lot of underlying thoughts. And I'm not saying, you know, that we aren't, that men aren't thinking of us as equals now, but there are still those underlying reasons within women and their historical nature of thinking, I need to ask for permission. I need to make sure that this is going to be accepted. I can't just give my opinion. It may be too boisterous. It may be too assertive. So I think just the historical basis of that. Um, Another example is just as children, typically not all young women, because my daughter doesn't seem to fall into this, but (laughs) but, uh, most young women and girls are rule followers. They want to follow the rules. Raise your hand when you have to use the the restroom in kindergarten, you know, ask permission before you speak. All of the things that children are required to do boys sometimes just kind of, I'm just going to do this. You know, I got to go to the bathroom. I'm just going to go. I mean, I know my son has said that to me, mom, I just had to get up and go. I'm like, you got to ask for permission. And here I am (laughs) even telling him as a parent, ask for permission. So I think that some of this is just an underlying historical reason that we may not even realize is playing into why we do what we do. Exactly. And yes, Lisa, you bring up really, really good points and how little girls were socialized to be more compliant and seek approval. And, you know, you gave some great examples about, you know, raising your your hand to go to the restroom. I mean, think about how kids are programmed early on, you know, so when they're little, they ask their permission to their parents. Can I play outside? Can I have a snack? And then when they're in school, your example, raise your hand to go to the restroom. And there's many more as they get older, that it's only natural when we go when we go into our career path, that some of the same learned behavior transitions over, you know, and in, into asking permission. But we need at some point to differentiate what we need to ask permission for and what we don't. And, and I think a lot of that is, is perceived expectations that uh, women feel we need to adhere to certain expectations or norms within the corporate environment. Um, But I do believe that asking permission, some women, I should say, some women may believe that it demonstrates respect for authority and also avoids being seen as assertive or aggressive. And I do think, and maybe this is just a personality thing, some women don't want to be aggressive or assertive. I mean, do you see that sometimes? I'm shaking my head. Yes, because I can be really assertive sometimes and it's perceived as being aggressive. And then it's a backlash on me. And it's like, no, that wasn't the point. I wasn't meaning to come across that way. And it's such a key balancing act, you know, Cindy, with being confident and being assertive and knowing what you're presenting on or your opinion on something is in fact what you believe and you are going to do this. And then also how it's perceived because we're looking for that acceptance from the other person or the other party. And we're almost scared of what the repercussions might be if they Mm -hmm. don't accept it. And, you know, that actually goes into our our second um, 
part of this, which is the fear of the repercussions, the fear of failure. Nobody wants to fail. And I, I can absolutely say with 1000% that that is a huge fear of mine. The idea of failing at something, whether it was, I was asked for my opinion and they didn't accept it and they didn't like my opinion. To me, that's a failure to literally not hitting a number for a quarter. That's a failure Mm -hmm. to me. And all of those things I hate because I want to be seen as the top person and the strong authority and wow, she's so smart and she's got these great ideas and she's so successful. And it's like, but if I, and, and so then it's the conundrum of, but if I didn't say or do these things, I probably wouldn't have even gotten to where I am today. So it's, it's such a conundrum. It's such a paradox. It is. And, and feel failure is real. I mean, it really, really is. And I don't think men take it to the extent that women do, even though failure is a normal part of life. It happens to everybody. You win some, you lose some, but you gain so much more knowledge from, from this. And, you know, you, you hear the term failing forward. We learn by our mistakes, but you've got to take that risk and do it. But I think What's really important and is a good reminder to to women and everybody out there is that failure is not fatal. I mean, somebody said this and failure is not final. It was quoted by somebody. And so it's getting a little bit out of our comfort zone and just pushing that uncomfortableness to take that risk. And when we take the risk of being confident in saying something, we may surprise ourselves. And worst case scenario, it doesn't go like we thought. Maybe it got us a little further, but we never know until we try. That's a great point. Maybe it got us just a little bit further. Maybe our entire idea wasn't accepted, but a part of that was, and that's what helped with the solution of the entire agenda. So like you said, we, we, have, to, we have to overcome that fear and know that, you know, it doesn't really... It doesn't matter per se if everything that comes out of our mouth versus versus what is going to be accepted is a hundred percent. As long as we're contributing and as long as we're moving forward, and we're gonna make those mistakes and we're gonna trip and fall, but then we're gonna learn, and that's experience. And so then the next time we have to solve probably the same problem again or something very similar, now we have that experience to back it up. So um, you know, I think that those are really important factors. Another thing that I also think women worry about, I know I do, is that you don't want to overstep your superiors, right? It's kind of like mm-hmm. a confidence gap. It's like there's a gap between the, the, the position of sales rep to manager or manager to VP or VP to CEO or sales rep to CEO. There's a huge quote unquote, you know, gap there, right? In terms of title and level of expertise and knowledge and all of the above. And so if you're asked, let's just say, for example, if the CEO is asking you about your opinion, boy, it's going to take a lot within you to give them, you know, what they're asking for and you having the confidence and the belief in yourself to present that to them. And so you may end up not wanting to do it or saying, gosh, I got to run that by 10 people before I have this meeting with the CEO. Let me, let me question every aspect of my presentation to make sure that it's perfect. And there, again, there's nothing wrong with getting second opinions, but at some point you have to take the leap and you have Mm -hmm. to believe in yourself and know that, Hey, he asked you for a reason you're being called into this for your, 
for your expertise, for your opinion. So have the faith in yourself to do it. And and in those instances, you know, um, you're right. Women really do seek that external validation from multiple people to feel that they can present what they want to say. But I think, and this kind of falls into what we just talked about with, you know, fear or failure. If you are confident in what you need to say, and what I mean by that is, did you do your homework? Did you prepare? Are you knowledgeable on what you're being asked? Because if if you are, then that's what gives you the confidence to speak up. Now, where I can see this uh, not going well for women is if they don't have all the knowledge, they didn't prepare, they're not sure of the topics, so they tend to, you know, hunch their shoulders, you know, scrunch down a little bit, feel a little weak, and and be like, "Ooh, I don't really know that answer." So, if you're going into a situation, I highly recommend that you prepare and you do your homework, and that's going to make you confident. So I'm not saying every time you have that um, opportunity, but yes, if you're sitting in a meeting with a CEO, be prepared. And it's amazing when they ask your opinion, they want your opinion, not the seven other people. Because what if other people lead you down the wrong way? Follow your gut instinct to know what it is that you want to speak about. Because the only person they're asking is you. And the only person that knows what you want to say and believe is you. So listen to yourself because there's nobody else like you. You bring up a real good point here. And, and we're talking about strategies now because we seem to have gone right into that, you know, in terms of overcoming this paradoxical situation of always asking for permission. One of the main things that I think women tend to overlook is we have a very large, on, on a whole, a very large EI, in emotional intelligence. Women are much better at intuition than men because we are constantly tapping in to that emotional frequency of ourselves, but also other people because that's an innate in us. I mean, we just automatically do it, whether you mean to or not. You're feeling an audience, even if you didn't mean to. And so you got to trust that because that is your, your gut feeling, right? That's something that can drive you. Now, that being said, you don't want to get overly emotional into decision-making or if something, you know, shocks you, pushes you back and you're going to automatically have a reflex action, that's different. But if this is something that you feel passionate about, you've experienced, you have a wonderful wealth of knowledge on it. And, you know, and they're asking you for your opinion, give it, give it because they know that you know what you're talking about. And you got to trust that. You got to know that what you've experienced is real. And it probably has been experienced by a lot of other people, men and women, the same. So Mm -hmm. I think listening to your intuition is really important. Having that confidence, you know, trust yourself, build on the base of knowledge that you're, that you're learning. If you're asked to give a presentation on something and you don't know everything about it and then some, well, go study, go make it your business, go take the extra hour and do your homework and, and make sure it's solid and strong. So you do come off as being assertive and knowledgeable versus, mm, I didn't really do all that. Well. I didn't, I don't really know this all that well. Maybe I should just ask for everybody else's opinion. You know what? You're exactly right, Cindy. They're asking you to do this because they want your opinion, your expertise, not somebody else's. You bring up so many great points. And I think it, it, I think when we're talking about strategies, everything that you said falls into the very first step, which is self-awareness. And I think that 
You just have to recognize what you do. And if any of these things are something that fall in line where you can improve, that's what we need to focus on. So I think that um, we talk about unnecessary questions. We're asking somebody, instead of just delivering something confidently, that we just need to step back, stop taking ourselves so seriously, relax. And we mentioned about power at the very beginning. By asking a question unnecessarily, I'm now giving the power to that person who, instead of just delivering a message to, I'm asking them if they want to hear it. So it is time for us as women to take back the power. So we're going to eliminate to hesitate and ask. It's no more, oh, let me ask first and do this. No, do your homework, be prepared, be confident, say it, whether it's presenting, bringing up an idea, something in your job. And you know what? If it doesn't go right, so what? And I just don't think we should be intimidated by that. It's really about taking that first step. Take back the power, Cindy. Take back the power. (laughs) You know, in summary, I think we've had a really good discussion today. Most importantly, bringing attention to one behavioral characteristic that we see in women that's really unnecessary. And that is asking for permission when it's not needed. And we discussed a few reasons why the societal norms, women's fear of failure and repercussions, lack of confidence in yourself. But I want you all to remember that failure is not fatal. So pick yourself up and keep going. And when it becomes, um, I should say, when it comes to presenting your thoughts and your opinions, remember, eliminate to hesitate and don't ask permission. Just do it. That's right. Just do it. Like Nike says, we love Nike. (laughs) So today, our call to action to all of you and Cindy and I as well is just a few things. Number one, stop and pay attention the next time you ask for permission for something unnecessarily. Just stop and look at it and see where you are and what is the situation. Number two, now be self-aware enough to figure out Where are you falling on that permission paradox that we explained today? Where are you? And then once you figure that out, number three, implement the strategies to get you over that hump, to get you to a place where you're not questioning, you're very confident in what you're going to propose and present and give your opinion on and move forward and take that leap. So Lisa, should we ask to say goodbye? we shouldn't. Bye everyone. And thank you so much for tuning in to another great episode of the Girls of Grit. (laughs) Goodbye everyone. All you need is a little bit of grit to be your best today and build for tomorrow. Find us on Instagram at the Girls of Grit, our website, thegirlsofgrit.com and LinkedIn, the Girls of Grit.